You know, one of the things I think has been a fascinating uh, part of reading the scriptures is when God calls someone to service, when God calls them into the ministry or, you know, things that, that he has for them to do. It's a fascinating study. And uh, with us this morning is Dr. Jim Coakley, who's going to talk about the being called. Who are you going to call this subject? Uh, good morning, sir. Thank you very much for being with us this morning. Oh, it's great to be with uh, you both, uh, Seth and Deb, and uh, looking forward to our discussion this morning. Absolutely. So can we begin with just a definition of what is a call? Yeah, typically a call is a course summons by the Lord to serve Him in some special capacity. And uh, so not everybody gets those, but we have several examples of individuals uh, throughout the Scriptures who get them. And there's a pattern that's established with them, and that's really what we want to look at is... Uh, when we have these kind of similar type of events, you know, what are the comparisons, what are the contrasts, and what do we learn about them? So what are some of the examples that really stand out that, that we can learn from and, and really see what God is doing when he calls? Yeah, probably the prototypical one is the one that we probably think of, and that's Moses. You know, and so Moses is good shepherding in the backside of the desert, and God calls him through the burning bush, and then there's a, you know, what we kind of see the pattern of where you have some type of confrontation, again, Moses sees this burning bush, and then you have a commission, hey, I want you to go and, uh, you know, uh, rescue my people out of Egypt. And then, of course, there's typically, unless they're a child like Jeremiah who's in the womb who can't con uh, protest, there's some type of protestation on behalf of the person that they're not adequate to do it. Sure. And then... There is the confirmation that occurs that, uh, yes, you are the person that I'm sending to do my bidding. Mm. And I I really like that there's inadequacy involved because, <laughs> personally, I so many times feel inadequate for what God's called me to do. Isn't that a comfort? Is that a lesson for us? Oh, it sure is. And that's what, uh, when I, I was just in Greece with our study abroad program with our undergrad students, and, you know, we visited Corinth, and Paul says, you know, this great uh, gun who was called, you know, said, hey, I came among you, I was in weakness and fear and much trembling. And uh, so even with the inadequacy at the beginning, even throughout the ministry, mm. you know, people who are called do feel that inadequacy. But that's really where we should be, because that drives us to dependence upon the Lord. Mm, love that. Are we all called? to some degree, some to a higher, more complicated calling, and more some others to maybe the day-to-day -day routine, but do we all have a calling? Well, I mean, in some sense, we know even the calls in the Scripture, those are specific to some individuals. And so it's like reading somebody else's mail when we read their call, because right. it's not our call. Mm -hmm. But at the other hand, uh, we do know that there's principles, there's lessons about the type of individual God calls to serve, mm -hmm. But then also, too, there is that one, the Great Commission, though it's given to the disciples, it's really given to all of his believers. And so that one call, of course, uh, does uh, apply to us, and that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Right, right. So there's another Bible character that kind of supports that phrase that God is looking not only for our ability, but our availability, and that's Isaiah. Oh, this is such an unusual call. It's a great one, uh, because... Not only do calls, you know, in a sense, commission an individual for God's service, but they also set the theme. So when you see a call narrative, 
look for the special elements that are in that particular, you know, call that really pertain to a attribute or a theme that that person is going to be, in a sense, proclaiming throughout the life. So, you know, we have with Isaiah, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God mm-hmm. all And of course, he has a main theme throughout the whole book of Isaiah is the Holy One of Israel. And so that, that, ten, that theme of holiness at his call is something that really is pervasive throughout his life. But there's such an unusual thing with Isaiah. You know, we typically think about volunteers. You know, who's going to go for us? That's what the Lord says. But the problem with that scene is God's not really asking for a volunteer because only Isaiah is the only one present. Yes. Right. You can't turn around and say, hey, can you do it? I don't want to do it. Uh, so who's going to go for me? And uh, so Isaiah realizes that uh, he's, he, the, the laser spotlight is on him. Mm. Also, you know, the, the example of the disciples, um, yeah. when, when, when God called the disciples, many of them, their, their life, everything that they thought was normal, kind of got turned around, um, obviously, leaving behind an awful lot to follow Jesus. And you just hit the, the point there, Seth. We see what is the, the, the main part of what Jesus does when he's calling these disciples. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And so you have to leave your nets. And so really, in a sense, we think about that's what the disciples had to do, is they had to leave their occupations behind, uh, to take up uh, you know, the, the call to follow him completely, mm. and to uh, disciple, be disciples. And so that theme is critical for the disciples that of following him. Also, Jeremiah has a unique call on his life. Yeah, because he's the only one that we know of, maybe besides John the Baptist, who was called from the womb. And uh, so we certainly can't uh, call that uh, experience kind of universal, because that's only special cases in that case. But in a sense, we, we feel kind of sorry for Jeremiah, because he's got a tough, tough message. And we think about the fact that, hey, the foes from the north are going to come. So he's living during the time when finally judgment's going to come on the nation of Israel, and they're going to be sent off into exile. And so that's a tough, tough message. And so it took a special individual like Jeremiah uh, to be able to uh, complete that mission, because that was a that was like a Green Beret or a Navy SEAL. That was a special, mm. special task that God called Jeremiah to. Mm. I think um, if, I, if I were to big ask, you know, of all the individuals in the Bible that we read and get to know, Paul is one of my favorites. And oh, yeah. that was, talk about a calling, that was dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually receives a couple calls, because he's called on the road to Damascus, mm-hmm. and then he's in Troas, and he gets the call to come over to uh, Philippi or to Macedonia. And uh, so, yeah, so he's he's one that gets a couple of calls, one for service and one for particular avenue of service. And yeah, he is the, but they're the theme that we see throughout Paul is, you know, he's going to suffer for my name. And so certainly Paul, even though he is the apostle to the Gentiles, we know that he's going to pay a big, big price physically for that call. Mm-hmm. And so that theme comes out very, very strongly uh, in his call narrative. And one thing that, about the Apostle Paul, too, is it just gives us hope for those in our life that have really hard hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, that God can break through and call that person. Yeah, because normally we think about God's going to take the people who are, you know, kind of the, what the world already thinks is going to be, you know, the, 
head of all the class, you know, the most likely to succeed kind of person. But as we know, God chooses those that are weak and are are, are reluctant. But, you know, so we see that with, you know, with Moses. We see that with Gideon. Uh, we see that with others. Mm. And so there is that trait of humility that I think is really the number one ingredient that God uses in his servants to, to call them. And there's one call that's for all of us. Yeah, and that's that uh, great commission to go into all the world to preach the gospel. And so if our listeners are out there thinking, well, I'm not Jeremiah, I'm not Paul, I'm not Moses, God's not called me. Yes, he has. He's called you to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So no matter where you're at, uh, you can be a witness, a follower, a communicator of the good news of Jesus Christ, and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever he's commanded us. And so that call, so uh, we just give a, a call to all the people that are listening right now. You are called to be witnesses for mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Using the uh, example of being called, God laying on your heart for you know expressing his purpose for, for your life, using that example of the call, this is a difficult question, but what if you decide not to answer? I, I don't yeah. I don't want to do this. Is that even possible to say, no, I'm not going to do well, it? We see an example of a character who does say no. Uh, we have Saul, who's given this great kind of mm-hmm. prediction. Hey, these things are going to happen. <clears throat> You're going to be endued with power, and whatever your hands find to do, go ahead and do it. And the text kind of has a little throw-in line where there is a Philistine garrison there. Well, these things come to pass. The Spirit of God comes upon him. He prophesies. All these things happens, and what does he do? He goes home. He's sucking, uh, sucking pomegranate juice under his trees yeah. instead of going after the Philistines. And so he is then that poster child of someone who resisted the call. And uh, so he's never in the right place. And so that's, uh, again, you, you're right, Seth. There is that notion that we could resist it, and maybe there's people out there listening to this conversation right now that knows God has called them, and they've been resisting it. Well, uh, resist no longer. Uh, Just uh, submit yourselves, even though you feel inadequate, even though you feel you're not gifted enough. God can use whatever gifts or talents you have to serve Him. Mm. That's an excellent point, because sometimes you get older and you think, I've missed my calling. Mm. Nope. uh, God is a God of uh, Mm. second chances and third chances and fourth chances. And uh, do we get it right? And that's part of that learning to dependency upon him. Mm, love that. So what do we do to be ready to hear God's call? What do we do to prepare to be obedient? Yeah, I mean, part of it is, you know, be open. You know, in a sense, yes, there's going to be that initial resistance, but to realize that, hey, if God is putting this on your life, then he's going to empower you. You know, he's going to give you the voice. He's going to give you the, the strength. He's going to give you the words. Now, it may not be ahead of time, and that's really the, you know, the nature is that, uh, hey, when you need it, God will provide it. And so, you know, the idea of, why well, I need to be fully prepared, I need to have all my ducks in a row. No, just uh, step out, uh, let God provide, let God uh, give you wisdom in the moment that you need it, and He does. And that's the, the beauty of, of uh, following Him. Mm, that is so good. We're talking with Dr. Jim Coakley, and we talk with him every month about Bible study tools, but one thing I don't think we've mentioned, Jim, is that your book, 14 Fresh Ways to Enjoy the Bible, won the Christianity Today's 2024 Top Book Award. 
for yeah, the Bible here. devotional category. So congrats to you. Yeah, congratulations, oh, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was truly, I, that, I was humbled by that, that they get that recognition. And again, it's just part of that. God has called me to equip people to be better readers of the Scriptures. Yes. And uh, so I was just uh, just really honored by the fact that others see that uh, that need uh, to be able to just uh, give a give a little push to people uh, to get them in the right direction to get more out of their word. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being faithful in your call. Absolutely, oh. yes. We mm-hmm. we benefit greatly from from you. Thank you uh, for spending some time with us. How do we you know learn a little more? How do we get more uh, of some of your insights? Well, certainly, of course, the the book is a great place to start, and I really encourage. Uh, people to study this in small groups. You know, maybe you're part of a small group and you kind of need a little spark. Mm. This is a great way to not, in a sense, talk about a topic, but to talk about how you open and study and talk about the mm-hmm. Word. Mm-hmm. Then it will make dividends for all future small group studies that you do. And a number of people have done that already, and uh, I'm starting to hear more and more. And so that's really uh, a great way to, to study the Word of God in community. That's what I really recommend. Excellent. Thank you so very much, Jim. And I look forward to uh, having another conversation with you, uh, unfortunately, next month, but we'll be patient while we wait. (laughs) That's right. We'll be patient. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks.